This is Mitch Peterson, and you're listening to General Conference Applied. Thank you for joining me for Season 2, Episode 10. In this episode, we will be discussing Elder Ronald A. Rasband's October 2023 General Conference Address, which was entitled, How Great Will Be Your Joy. I've been looking forward to this episode for a couple of reasons. First, I've had opportunity to be in close proximity with Elder Rasband on four occasions. And so I look forward to to speaking more about that. Uh, One of those occasions was actually in his home. Uh, Approximately, oh, this was 15 years ago or so, just about 16 years ago. And then I've also been looking forward to this because we are now entering new terrain. So in season one of General Conference Applied, as you recall, I got started late in the game. And so we only made it through Elder Neil L. Anderson's talk from the April 2023 General Conference Address. And then the October 2023 conference happened. And so now we've been through Elder Anderson in season two of General Conference Applied. And now we're moving on to to new speakers. So this is the first general conference address that I've covered on general conference applied of Elder Elder Ronald A. Rasbands. And so looking forward to that as well. Uh, As as always, just want to provide a quick review and update on my prior week action item. So in that episode, this, this would have been season two, episode nine, I had committed to journaling for 15 minutes on this topic. How might I more effectively dedicate my talents with which the Lord has blessed me to building up Jesus Christ's church on the earth? I also committed to sharing one insight from this journaling session with my accountability partner. So I did complete this action item. And during this journaling session, I identified a number of actions that I could take. But the one that I felt impressed to share with my accountability accountability partner that I'll share with you now is the following. My podcast, and this is what I had, had written and ultimately sent to my accountability partner. My podcast is obviously one way in which I am dedicating my talents to build up Jesus Christ Church. For many months now, I've been meaning to start a weekly newsletter entitled, What I Learned where I would share the best insights from what I heard, which is what, saw, which is I, and I'm spelling I, E-Y-E, and and read, which is learned that week. So what I learned. And then in addition to those three items, I would also share the best idea I developed. This is one way that I intend to grow my podcast and just share it with more people. Thus, I am committing to sending out my first newsletter on Sunday, December 17th, 2023. And that will be a week from when this Season 2, Episode 10 podcast episode is released. And if you would like to subscribe to that newsletter, go to my website. It's mitchellryanpeterson.com. And then there is a subscribe section where you would enter your email address, your first and last name. And that's to ensure that you will get future emails from me and and newsletters. Thanks to those of you who have subscribed. And I'm looking forward to growing this newsletter and sharing additional insights. Similar to what you're receiving here in these podcast episodes, but this will be kind of a deep dive into what I'm studying each week gospel gospel related and other books and resources that I'm reading and listening to. So once again, go to my website. And and while we're talking about my website, this is just a plug to look in the podcast episode details where I've included links to the show notes for this podcast episode and all other podcast episodes, as well as the talk outline where I break out the invitations, directives, most important quotes, stories, footnotes, etc., from each of these general conference addresses. That's a great place too to see some some additional detail on each of these general conference addresses. 
Finally, before we dive into Elder Radsman's address, I just wanted to comment on the fact that we now are aware of a new apostle. Elder Patrick Kieran was called to the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles this week, and I don't recall that ever happening in that way before. I feel like usually we've waited and learned about the new apostle at general conference. And I have some thoughts on that. I think one of, I mean, the main thought that I've had is that, that the work is progressing and that the brethren have a lot on their plates. And so they needed that spot filled just to, to meet the demand of of what's been placed on the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles at this time, but the Lord is hastening his work. But I was also intrigued as I read the Church News article announcing Elder Kieran's appointment to the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles that he was called and ordained on Thursday, December 7th, obviously in Salt Lake City, and then he delivered the commencement address at BYU-Hawaii on Friday, December 8th, the, the very next morning. And so that must have been a whirlwind of a, of a day, of a 24 hours, quite the flight over the Pacific, I'm sure, to be dwelling on the fact that you've just been extended a call that ends at your death. And so look forward to learning more about Elder Kieran. He's, he's British, 62 years old. He's been serving in the 70 since 2010. For the last three years, he's been the senior president of the presidency of the 70. And just really look forward to getting to know him better. And, and I wanted to throw this out to you listeners. I will be recording a special General Conference Applied episode for one, President M. Russell Ballard, and, and two, for Elder Patrick Kieran. Would you mind messaging me on social media, texting me, sending me an email? My email address is mitch at mitchellryanpeterson.com and, and contact me with ideas for what these special bonus episodes should include. My initial thought is that I will identify the most powerful quote from each of these apostles' general conference addresses and BYU speeches, and then share overall insights from what I learned in listening to these addresses. And so, so that's my initial thought, but if you have other ideas for how I might share some bonus episodes on President Ballard, who's passed away, and on Elder Kieran, who's just been called, I'd, I'd be happy to hear those. And want to produce something that's beneficial. Okay, so with that introduction, without further ado, let's dive into How Great Will Be Your Joy, Elder Ronald A. Rasband. As we've discussed in previous episodes of General Conference Applied, it's important to identify the fundamental doctrine, principle, and Christ-like attribute of each General Conference address. In How Great Will Be Your Joy, I identified dispensation as the fundamental doctrine, missionary work as the fundamental principle, and diligence as the fundamental Christ-like attribute. I have included a detailed breakdown of this doctrine, principle, and Christ-like attribute in the talk outline, but I'll share additional insights during this podcast episode. And then finally, in each episode of General Conference Applied, we are attempting to answer two questions. First, what is the speaker inviting me to do? And second, how might I consider taking action? So, as you may recall, this, in this talk, Elder Rasband invited senior what seasoned seniors, I think is the, the term that he uses in his address a couple of times to serve a mission. And he, he starts out his address with a, a powerful story. But, but before I go there, 
I kind of started, I got ahead of myself. Let me backtrack a little bit. So I mentioned that I've had opportunity to be in close proximity to Elder Razband on four occasions. The, the first occasion, so a good friend of mine from high school is Elder Razband's nephew. And so my friend at this time had a mission call. I know that. So my guess is it was probably late 2007. And I, I don't remember what exactly my friend needed, but I was with him and we ended up going to Elder Razband's home and saying hello to him there. And so that was my first encounter with Elder Razvan. At the time, he was a member of the 70. And then a, a month or two later, as this friend of mine was leaving on his mission, Elder Razband stood at the pulpit during that sacrament meeting and shared a story about how he had had opportunity to be in the same room with Elder Henry B. Eyring, who was not a member of the First Presidency at the time. So this was prior to President Irene being in the, in the First Presidency. But, and the experience that Elder Rasband had with Elder Irene in calling missionaries to the various missions throughout the world. And so, so that's the first two, I guess, closing encounters that I had with, with Elder Rasband. And so that would have been early 2008. And in the April 2010 General Conference, Elder Rasband shared that same story that he had shared two years previously in that missionary farewell. He ultimately shared it in General Conference. And so I've included a link to that talk, and, and I may touch on it briefly during this podcast episode, but very powerful story of how missionaries are called and sent to the various locations throughout the earth. The third occasion was that same friend was sealed in the temple and Elder Razband served as the sealer that day. So had opportunity to be in the, the sealing room with Elder Razband. And then the fourth time, I was leaving work. So at the time I was working for a public accounting firm and our office was at the corner of South Temple and Main Street just right across the street from the Salt Lake Temple. And I had left the building, was heading down the block to catch public transit to start heading for home. And I saw Elder Razband, and he was surrounded by, I don't know, there was a bodyguard and such. It looked like he was heading out on a, on a trip or something. I remember suitcases and such. And, and my coworker and I kind of walked by and noticed it was him. And, and to this day, I regret I had the thought I, that I should call out and just express my gratitude for for Elder Rasband and say something like, we appreciate you. Thanks for all that you're doing. But I didn't do that, and I regret that. But so when I, when I think of different general authorities, I associate a particular teaching or thing with them. So, for example, with President Gordon B. Hinckley, temples come to mind, temples. When I think of President Thomas S. Monson, I think of going to the rescue. He was constantly serving those in need. When I think of President Russell M. Nelson, I think of the gathering of Israel. But when I think of Elder Ronald A. Rasband, I think of missionary work. And so this, this address, How Great Will Be Your Joy, is just classic Ronald A. Rasband. And let's, let's dive into this. So as, as I had started, he, Elder Rasband said, today I'm speaking to the many seasoned seniors in the church who could serve as missionaries. The Lord needs you. So before you tune out this podcast episode, because perhaps you're not a seasoned senior and, and I'm not either this podcast or excuse me, this general conference address is still for you. So I, I had this written down in my journal. This was October 17th, so just about two months ago. Even though I'm not a seasoned senior, the time to start preparing for my mission or missions with Morgan is now. And that preparation does not just include spiritual matters. 
I need to do the proper temporal things now to make sure we are in an excellent position to serve the Lord in our later years. This includes one, building a financial reserve and getting out of debt. Two, taking care of my body through proper diet and exercise. Three, preparing my young children now to be responsible, self-reliant adults. All that being said, there is no reason for us to wait until we're seasoned seniors to serve. If we have time to binge watch streaming services, then we have time to serve in the house of the Lord or to share the gospel with others on social media. That's the end of that journal entry. Now, this this, uh, was kind of how Elder Rasband started his talk. Quote, Let me take you back to the year 2015. I was a newly called member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. One of the wonderful responsibilities we carry as apostles is to assign missionaries to their fields of labor. I had participated as a 70 in the process, and and that's what I had mentioned previously in that April 2010 General Conference address. But he continues, but now as an apostle, I felt the full weight of the assignment. I began with prayerfully placing a great number of young elders and sisters one by one, in missions around the world. Then I turned to the senior couples. There were 10 on the list, not very many. Surprised, I asked my associate from the missionary department, how many do we need this week to fill the requests? He responded, 300. That sobering moment has stayed with me. 10 couples to fill 300 requests. Now, on that same day, October 17th, I had noted this in my journal. There are many seasoned seniors who are currently serving in leadership capacities in their wards and stakes. I know that the Spirit will work on these individuals, prompting them to serve missions instead, and thus opening up tremendous leadership opportunities to the younger members of the church to serve in wards and stakes in their place. If there are going to be more senior missionaries, and there are, spoiler alert, but I'm going to share... the the outcome of this invitation from Elder Rasband shortly. But as these seasoned seniors go out and serve in the mission field, that will open up many opportunities for younger members of the church to serve in leadership capacities. And that's exciting for, for everyone involved. Okay. In this talk, Elder Rasband also had shared the story of a sister, Rebecca Guzman, who had been taught the gospel by Elder Rasband's parents. So they, Elder Rasband's parents served in the Fort Lauderdale, Florida mission in 1979. At the time, Rebecca Guzman was 19 years old and she, she had written a letter to Elder Rasband and he shared a number of quotes from that letter in this talk and, and ultimately how his parents had been instrumental in Rebecca and her family learning about the church and being baptized. And so Elder Rasband had met Rebecca, this was decades after her baptism, and he said that he met her and they took a photograph so that he could go show his his mother. His father had already passed away at this point. Here's what he said. When I met Rebecca and her family at church, we took a photograph of her family with me. I took it home to my elderly mother and she held it close to her heart. Then she said to me, Ronnie, this is one of the happiest days of my life. My mother's response begs the question for our seniors. What are you doing at this stage of your life? There are so many ways senior missionaries can do what no one else can. Just... Last Sunday, so December 3rd, I wrote this in my journal. This is a powerful question for reflection for all church members, not just seniors. Additionally, I would have benefited so much from having senior missionaries in Fortaleza. As I've mentioned previously, I served in the Brazil Fortaleza mission. I never served with a senior couple companionship for my entire time in the mission field. I just, I think I would have benefited so much from from senior missionaries. And so to, to also talk about this, I, 
I've mentioned previously Dan Sullivan on this podcast. He's the founder of Strategic Coach, uh, the company Strategic Coach. He's an author, a speaker, and much of what he writes and speaks about resonates with me. And in particular, he talks about his thoughts on never retiring. And this Dan Sullivan is, I believe he turns 80 next year. He still works full time. And, but obviously we sustain a prophet who's 99 years old and still works every day. And so I wanted to share this, this thought. And, and obviously we're still talking about Elder Rasband's question for reflection. What are you doing at this stage of your life? This is what Dan Sullivan has to say about retirement. Quote, most people dream of the day they find they can finally retire. After all, who wouldn't want a permanent vacation, a whole new life, free from stress, obligation, and work? But retirement by its very definition means to no longer be of use. We retire old machinery, we retire old clothing, and we retire old ideas when they've stopped serving a purpose and we retire ourselves for the same reason. In our current economy, however, purpose and age have very little to do with one another, except that lack of purpose makes you age faster. And that's why I don't believe in retirement. Most of us assume it's the body breaking down that causes this mental decline, but it's actually the opposite. It's the mind getting worn out by loneliness, boredom, and lack of purpose that convinces the body it's wearing out too. In fact, research from the Institute of Economic Affairs shows that retirement increases the chances of suffering from clinical depression by around 40% and of having at least one diagnosed physical illness by 60%. So it's not that 65 or 60-something, depending on what country you live in, is the universal age at which the human body and mind suddenly start falling apart. It's that 65 is the age at which we've all decided we're no, young, we're no longer useful. Once that happens, we start focusing all our thoughts on a smaller future. And you know what? Our future becomes smaller as a result. Simply put, when you stop learning new things, developing new ideas, and meeting new people, you accelerate the aging process. If you're no longer growing and no longer useful, you're sending powerful signals to your mind and body, not to mention the people around you, that it's time to slow down. So for the sake of my own health and happiness, I don't believe in retirement, and I don't think you should either. Don't talk yourself into being taken out of use, and don't talk yourself into dying early. The older you get and the more experience you gain, the more conscious you become of your true value to other people. And that means your work really can just keep getting more stimulating and more satisfying as the years go by. Why quit the game when you're ahead? That's the end of the quote. I think that's some powerful, some powerful words that we can contemplate. And that obviously doesn't mean Dan's obviously talking about a a job or a, a business or something, right? He coaches entrepreneurs, but what a blessing that we have such a good cause that we can engage in honestly at any age right? I mean, it's, it's no wonder that these, these men who serve as prophets and apostles live for so long because they're engaged. They're, they're preparing talks. They're standing in front of people. They're making a difference. And all of us aren't going to have the opportunity to serve in that capacity. But that doesn't mean that We just have to give up and lay down and die. There are so many things that we can do. We can be anxiously engaged in a good cause. That goes back to the Christ-like attribute that I identified, diligence. Be anxiously engaged in a good cause. Don't sit around and wait for others to tell you what to do. There are so many ways that we can spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, here's another quote from Elder Rasband's talk that I want to talk about. He said, some of you might be thinking, but what about leaving the grandchildren? 
we would miss family milestones, birthdays, friends, and even our pets. If I had asked my mother why she and dad went on a mission, I know she would have said this, I have grandchildren. I want them to know that your father and I served in the mission field. We wanted to set an example for our posterity, and we were blessed, so blessed. On October 17th, I wrote this in my journal. A powerful spiritual impression came to me when I heard this statement. It is, one reason that technology has been created on this earth is so that is so that seasoned seniors will not miss out on milestones. Through FaceTime and Zoom, these dedicated members of the church can virtually participate in all major life events in the lives of their family members. Here's another quote from Elder Rasband's talk. At their return, they, and he's speaking of senior missionaries, have described growing closer to the Lord and closer to one another feeling the Spirit of the Lord pour down upon them and knowing they are making a difference. Who would not want that? On December 4th, I wrote in my journal, in a recent worldwide devotional for young adults, Sister Mary Cook, Elder Quentin L. Cook's wife, made the following powerful statement. Be honest with yourself. Ask, do my actions, actions show my love for Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ? Am I helping others around me to believe? If I were accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict me? These are that that's the end of Sister Cook's quote, but I'm still going on my journal entry here. These are powerful questions for reflection that each of us might consider. Our Savior Jesus Christ is the perfect example of someone who loves all people but never condones sin. How might we do the same? And then here's the final quote that I wanted to highlight from Elder Rasband's talk before we dive into the invitation. He had said, I pray that the next time I sit down to assign senior couples, there will be hundreds of you waiting anxiously for your call. As I had mentioned, I, I read a church news article. So this was from November 8th. So this is, at this point, a month old. And this is what the, the article stated. So. November 8th would have been approximately five weeks after the October General Conference. And, and as a reminder, so I guess I haven't technically said the, the invitation yet. So this was the invitation that Elder Rasband shared in his address. As an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to serve as a missionary in the gathering of Israel and perhaps even serve again. I now invite you to take your know-how coupled with your time-honored testimonies, and go on a mission. So he had obviously shared that invitation, and five weeks later, this was the article in the church news. Quote, Elder Rasband echoed Elder Cook's assessment of the growth catalyst. I am joyful and grateful for President Nelson being bold and inviting our young men and young women and senior couples. I'm grateful for the inspiration that came to me at General Conference to invite senior couples very specifically in my conference talk by using my own parents' example. This is just a good time for the church as it relates to all of them responding to the prophet's call. And the, the article continues, in his October 2023 General Conference address, Elder Rasband spoke of the church's need for more senior couples to serve missions. Of the 72,721 full-time missionary count as of November 1st, nearly 5,300 are senior elders and sisters serving around the globe. Both apostles acknowledged the overwhelming, overwhelming response in just weeks since Elder Rasband's invitation. Where we, where we are at right now is people filling out applications. I'm told by our people in the missionary department that even in one month, the number of applications that have been started for these missionary couples has exceeded anything else in history. That is in just one month, Elder Rasband said. So that process will continue. We'll go from starting their applications to getting their medical approvals done and everything else ready so they can receive a call to serve from the president of the church to serve as missionaries. And then they are going to be out throughout the world serving the Lord, which makes me personally very, very happy. That's the end of the quote from that church news article. Isn't it powerful when there's a collective response to invitations 
from prophets and apostles. That is the the essence, the purpose of this podcast, General Conference Applied. It's identifying these invitations from servants of the Lord and taking action. There's so much power in taking action on what our, our church leaders are inviting us to do. What a powerful way to show that we sustain and support them, not just glossing over what they're saying every six months. There's power in these invitations. And I know that these many individuals who have pursued and and are submitting these applications to serve as missionaries will be blessed. Just as I've been blessed, and I think many of you who are listening have been blessed as we've strived to take action, deliberate action, on these invitations from, from the Lord offered through his church leaders. Okay, let's dive into this invitation portion. Let me share that invitation with you again. As an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to serve as a missionary in the gathering of Israel and perhaps even serve again. I now invite you to take your know-how, coupled with your time-honored testimonies, and go on a mission. So what this means, here's the invitation in my own words. Utilizing both the temporal and spiritual talents that you have developed throughout your life, serve as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How might I, then, consider taking action on this invitation? In this address, I identified three directives. A directive is an official or authoritative instruction. To me, a directive is one way that the speaker is indicating that we can take action on their invitation. So, as I mentioned, there were three. Here's the first one. Elder Rasband had stated, President Russell M. Nelson has encouraged couples to get on their knees and ask Heavenly Father if the time is right for them to serve a mission. And and that came from an April 2016 Liahona article entitled Senior Missionary Moments. And I've included that link in the the show notes. That's that's a great resource if if you want to make the time to, if you're you're considering taking action on Elder Rasband's invitation, that's a great Liahona article that you can read to to hype you up for, for service. But when I... Think of that directive. I like this statement from Elder Rasband's address. The gathering, so the the gathering of Israel, is the ultimate recognition that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. It is as simple as that. I loved that statement. The gathering is the ultimate recognition that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. It is as simple as that. Wow. What a powerful thought. Here was the second directive that Elder Rasband had shared. Quote, for some, and we hope thousands of you, full-time missionary service in in another corner of the world will be just the right place. For others, serving a church service mission at home might be preferable. Shout out to my parents who are doing that right now. Uh, That was my ad lib. Thanks, mom and dad, for, for all that you're doing. Back to Elder Rasband's directive, because of health issues and other circumstances, there are those who are unable to serve. We understand those situations, and it would be my hope you might find ways to support those who are serving. Follow the prophet's counsel and pray to know what the Lord would have you do. That's the end of the quote. I like that thought, to find ways to support those who are serving. There are so many ways that we can serve, and maybe it's the, the thought that just popped into my head is maybe giving these missionaries, whether they're serving the in a, like, like he says, in another corner of the world, or if they're serving from home, give them opportunity to share their experiences with you. I feel that a mission can't be captured in one homecoming address. Right? So I, I, I can do a better job of this with my parents to, to really check in with them and see what they're experiencing and 
you know, the challenges they're facing and overcoming. It's, it's such a wonderful opportunity to serve the Lord as a missionary. And I want to make sure that, that I'm learning from, from what these missionaries are doing. And, but there, there are obviously other ways you can have missionaries in your home to teach a lesson or to, to invite them to teach friends or to, to serve them, serve them a meal. So many, so many ways that we can support those who are serving missions. The other thought, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, is at the beginning of 2023, I created a schedule in Excel for to complete a listening, so so listening to the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price in one calendar year. And so I I created this schedule. So on January 1st, it was probably 1st Nephi chapter 1, and so on and so forth. But the, the caveat, the unique thing about this scripture listening schedule is the reason I did it is because I'm listening in Portuguese. It had been many years since I had read or listened to the scriptures in my mission language. And I felt that something was missing from my life. I, I regret not, not keeping up my proficiency in my mission language. And, and I'm, getting, I'm getting back into it. That I'm obviously listening to Portuguese every day and have been for the past nearly 11 and a half months. And there's been a special missionary spirit that has come into my heart and into my mind over this calendar year. And miracles have happened because I have showed the Lord that I'm willing to once again become proficient in my mission language. And so my, my action item that I'm going to talk about at the end of this podcast episode is I'm going to make that scripture listening schedule available to you. So it will be available on my website. You'll just have to enter your email address to you'll sign up for my newsletter and you'll also get a copy of this scripture listening schedule. But it's it's just been a powerful, powerful year. And, and I love this idea of listening in my mission language to the scripture of the restoration, right? The Pearl of Great Price, the Doctrine and Covenants, and, and obviously the Book of Mormon. And so I listened to Doctrine and Covenants section 136 and 137 today. Over the next two days, I'll listen to President Joseph F. Smith's revelation, his vision of the spirit world in Doctrine and Covenants section 138, and look forward to finishing out December listening to the books of Moses and Abraham and the Pearl of Great Price. And it's just uh, been a powerful year. And so that's, you know, that's based on my circumstance. I'm not a prime candidate for going and serving a mission. Uh, 200 years ago, I would have been, but now that's not how things work with young kids in the home and such. But this is one way that I feel that I'm serving. And so I'll, I'll make that scripture listening schedule available to, to you soon. And then the third directive that Elder Razband had shared in this address, he stated, the particulars of ways to serve, what best suits you, where you are needed, and how you can get ready to go are addressed on the website, Senior Missionary. And I think it's seniormissionary.churchofjesuschrist.org. I've included a link in the show notes, but he continues, you can also talk with your bishop or branch president. So obviously it's, we can visit that website, review the service opportunities and determine how we might serve. But no matter your age, you could also speak with your bishop or branch president. And, and what came to mind as I was preparing this podcast episode was, I believe it used to be that you could not serve in the temple, the house of the Lord, when you had children in the home. 
but I, I believe that's changed. And so I'll find that out and, and share that information in the future. But I think it's possible now to serve in the temple regardless basically of your status in life. And, and so that might be an opportunity, right? That you can speak with your bishop or branch president about. But there are so many ways to serve. So many ways to serve. So that concludes the directives portion. And, and now I wanted to share two additional, uh, two additional ideas that I had. Well, actually three additional ideas that I had for taking action on Elder Rasband's invitation. So the first idea comes from an author and motivational speaker named Jim Rohn. I've shared quotes or clips from him previously. I like this quote. He said, become a millionaire, not for the million dollars, but for what it will make of you to achieve it. So I like this because you're basically beginning with the end in mind. So for those who are not seasoned seniors, perhaps you could sit down on your own or with your spouse and determine what needs to happen today with your health, with your finances, with your testimony for you to serve as a senior missionary in the future. Are you taking the necessary actions today that will permit you to serve as a missionary in the future. Okay, another idea that I wanted to share is perhaps you could keep a time log for one week. Now, this came to me kind of late in my preparation for this podcast episode. And so hopefully it's beneficial to someone because I know that the Lord wanted me to share this. A couple of years ago, I, I read a book or listened to a book entitled 168 Hours. The author is Laura Vanderkam, and 168 hours is the number of hours in a week. And the, the author, she does a fantastic job of talking about how she tracks her time. And, and anyway, it's, it's very much a, a personal development book, which, which I'm into, but I like how she talks about keeping a time log for one week, just to, to see where your time is actually going. Because like, like you, I know that I've caught myself saying, Oh, I don't have time for that. I, I don't have time to serve a mission or to serve in the temple or right. Fill in the blank. So this is what Laura Vanderkam, this was, this came from a blog article on her website. She stated, or she wrote, if you want to spend your time better, the first step is figuring out exactly how you spend it now. While recording a day or two is helpful, I recommend keeping track of your time for a week to get the best picture of life. A week is the cycle of life as people actually live it. There are a number of tools you can use. I use a spreadsheet. You can use one of many time tracking apps or even just a little notebook. The tool is not important. What is important is that you do it, and that is easier said than done. When I suggest people try tracking their time, I sometimes encounter resistance. I suspect it's the same concept with diets. If you've ever tried to lose weight, you know that nutritionists will tell you to keep a food journal because it works. There is reasonable evidence that people who write down what they're eating lose more weight than people who don't. And yet many of us don't want to do it because we don't want to know that we grabbed four, cook four cookies from the kitchen next to our office over the course of the day. Guilty. She continues, it's the same with time. We don't want to know how much time we're wasting. So let's get this out of the way. Everyone wastes time. I know I do. Keeping a time log is not about figuring out how much time we waste. It is about making sure we are not telling ourselves stories about our lives that are, act that are not actually true. When it comes to time, we have all sorts of these stories, and some of them do not serve us well. For example, I have no time for anything but work. So when leisure time appears, we are not prepared to seize it. Or, I'm a working parent, so I never see my kids. A time log will show that this may not be the case, and offer a chance to let go of guilt. 
So that's the reason to keep a time log. The logistics for the paper or spreadsheet versions, write down what you're doing as often as you remember in as much detail as you think will be helpful to you. After a week, look at your log and add up some of the major categories. For example, work, sleep, time in the car, housework slash errands, reading, TV, exercise, etc. Then ask yourself a few questions about your schedule. One, what do I like most about my schedule? Hopefully something, and that's worth celebrating. Two, what do I want to do more of with my time? And three, what do I want to get off my plate? And then she concludes, the answers are different for everyone, but having a clear sense of where the time goes and how you feel about it can help you make choices that, you, that get you closer to the life you want. That's the end of that, that quote. And, and this just stands out to me. No matter our age, whether you're 35 or 65, it, it doesn't matter. Where, how are we spending our time? And how might we rearrange our time so that we can better serve the Lord? How can I better rearrange my time right now as a 34-year-old to prepare to serve missions with my wife? What needs to happen today? How can I organize my time today? Kind of reminds me of Think Celestial, right? President Nelson's invitation to begin with the end of mind be spiritually minded and reminds me of President Oaks's talk to put first things first, to identify the, the good, the better, and the best, and to focus on the best, right? And, and then I wanted to share this quote from the Christ-like attribute of diligence. This comes from Preach My Gospel. Diligence includes doing many good things of your own free will instead of waiting for leaders to tell you what to do. Center your heart and interests on the Lord and his work. Avoid things that distract you from your priorities. Focus your time and efforts on the activities that will be most effective in your area. And then the last idea I had is you could study the following resources. One I've already talked about. Well, I've talked about both of them. You could read that April 2016 Liahona article, Senior Missionary Moments, that President Russell M. Nelson wrote. And you can also read, watch, or listen to Elder Rasband's April 2010 General Conference Address, which was entitled The Divine Call of a Missionary. He, he talks about how when Elder Eyring knelt that morning before assigning missionaries, he pleaded that the Lord would help him to perfectly assign those missionaries to the location that they needed to be. And that's, that's pretty powerful. And, and maybe just what you need to know that, hey, when I submit my mission application, wherever I go is where the Lord wants me to be. I testify that we are led by prophets, seers, and revelators that they are led by our Savior, Jesus Christ, that this invitation will enable you to become who Heavenly Father wants you to become. I also testify of the Holy Ghost, that he is present in our lives, that he desires us to make correct choices so that he can be with us constantly. I testify that this is the Lord's church, that the gathering of Israel is the most important work happening on the earth today, and that you and I can be a huge part of that, whether serving formally as a missionary or sharing the gospel. If you remember nothing else from this podcast episode, remember this. Elder Rasband is inviting senior members of the Church of Jesus Christ to utilize the temporal and spiritual talents they have developed throughout life and to serve as missionaries. I believe in taking action. That's, we talk about that a lot in General Conference Applied, that being hearers of the word is excellent, but being doers of the word helps us become like Jesus Christ. So my action item for this week 
is I will make my scripture listening schedule available on my website in exchange for an email address. Once again, that scripture listening schedule was the schedule to listen to the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, and Pearl of Great Price in your missionary language within one calendar year. I will make that available. Will you let me know how you are taking action on this general conference address? I've, I've mentioned my email address, mitch at mitchellryanpeterson.com. Reach out to me on social media, text message, phone call. Thanks to those of you who are subscribed and, and following the podcast, sharing it with others. Thanks to those of you who are following me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm posting reels there each week that take what I've shared in these podcast episodes even deeper. I testify that Jesus Christ is our Savior. I have felt his influence in my life this week as I've prepared this podcast episode. Before each podcast episode, I kneel and bow my head and and plead with Heavenly Father that something I say can be of benefit to at least one person. And I hope that's the case once again with, with Season 2, Episode 10. I'm looking forward to future episodes. We'll be discussing Elder Gary E. Stevenson's General Conference Address from October 2023. Trying to pull it up. His, his address was entitled Promptings of the Spirit. That will be the focus of Season 2, Episode 11. Thank you once again. This is the Lord's Church. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are aware of us. They know us. They love us. I bear testimony of that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great week. I look forward to speaking with you soon.